0: hey guys i'm jess and i'm kelly and this is usa fandom presents potter soads today we're on chapter six the journey from platform nine and three quarters mm-hmm. and in this plat platform <laughs> this isn't a platform <laughs> uh... <laughs> i'm already <laughs> fucked up um just go we're it. just gonna keep going and in this chapter harry leaves for hogwarts yeah I do have to say this chapter kind of introduces a lot of themes that continue through the rest of the series. It does. Um, I don't necessarily think it, um, which I'll get into in a little bit. I don't <laughs> think it. It's real exposition. I was going say that too. <laughs> like, it is. It's like... very. It's very explainy chapter. Yeah. Um. And I don't feel in a very good and, and like natural kind of flow. No, not at all. But it does introduce a lot of things that are important to the no, rest of the story. very, very, very. Although, I actually do want to start this episode off with a backtrack. Because we talked about the Weasleys and Ron's rat. Is that what it is? No, I... Because we totally did that, no, and we I, did. I realized... I, I did to after the, the chapter. No, I wanted to backtrack to something I said in the previous episode, because when I was in the car driving home, I realized how I wanted to phrase it, and I phrased it completely wrong. Okay, so Correction Corner Correction Corner, start. yeah. Um, which was about... The cultural reference to thinking of Jim Crow laws and stuff yes. like that. So, what I was trying to say is, do European children who read this book is their cultural reference to it? Do they automatically think of like World War Two and like I don't things like things like that. Like with, I don't think where so. where I jump to that. You know what I mean? Because like the whole like the separation and like the Holocaust and the ghettos and stuff like that. Do their minds go well with that? With the they need their own. We need to separate them from everything else. Where I went with I don't. Know, it's a I, cultural. I don't know. I mean, racism still exists. In well, those no, that's what I'm saying. Outside of World War II, no, clearly. But I'm saying because Harry Potter in general, she has a lot of. It's very. She's very heavy. I feel with World War II. Oh yeah, allegory. there's a lot of World War II allegories going. So, on. So I was wondering if that was the kind of the cultural thing that she was trying to pull in. But since I'm American, I took it into a different direction. Does that make sense at all? Yeah. What I'm saying? Yeah. I don't I just... know. If if you're British, I just want to know what your yeah, immediate I think cultural maybe older Europeans would, but I don't know that younger, yeah, like even you know late '90s kids, that would be what you would jump towards. I don't feel like, you know, that like that is such a big event, but history at that age is so far removed for you. Well, I mean, it's so far the like segregation was far removed. Yeah, but we're still living with it. <laughs> no, we are. But I mean, just but like, like as as far yeah, as like yeah. Jim Crow laws, yeah. Was, no, yeah. Well, but... No, but when they were, like, literally <laughs> yeah, yeah. on the books, that was before I was born, you know what I mean? And it's still, like, immediately in my mind, I'm like, oh, that's the first thing I thought Right, out. yeah. So I'm saying, I don't I don't know. It yeah. could be. Um, But I'm, I'm guessing there's probably more contemporary... Probably. Racist Oh, no, for that, sure, there definitely is. Well, but... like, a kid picking it up today would be like, oh, this reminds me of the migrant problem. <laughs> <laughs> no, like, you know? exactly. Like So, yeah, it, it probably depends on the age and... That person's reference point, I would guess. There's actually but just some in question. general things in this chapter, which we'll get into when we bring it up, where I'm like, haha, uh-huh, Britain's weird. <laughs> I actually feel like I did less of that this chapter. Um, right? No, there were just some... There were a few things, I think, when their No, it's in the next chapter, so we'll get to that. See, we're already doing this. Whenever uh, we record You too, do it. It's, it's in a day. All right, so my first note for this actual chapter mm-hmm. is it's so sad and heartbreaking to me that Harry almost misses the abuse because they're so neglectful to him and like in the month. yeah because at least then they were paying attention to him. okay but before even that who the fuck sends harry back to those people for a month uh hagrid what the <laughs> <laughs> oh i just i can't believe they would send him back to the dursleys and think he would actually show up at the train i know i know um but yes i also agree that that is sad and then, um, which then my immediately next note was, like, because um, he's talking just about how at least, well, now he has Hedwig. Right. Um, but I'm like, how does he know how to care for an owl? Like, he's an 11-year-old. I hope old and, like, Emporium, Owl Emporium, gave him instructions. I highly no, doubt. I was like, like no. Like, when I'm you just... go to a pet store and you buy something, they're not just like, here's a the thing. They generally tell you what it needs. Well, here's the thing, though. Like, with he didn't buy it. Hagrid did. Do you think Hagrid gave him all the information? Oh, that's a good question. Maybe have like one of those packets like you get when you buy a hamster. I would that's hope. like, here's your intro guide to, guide to owl care. But would Hagrid like think to give that to him? Probably not. See, this is my point. Like and it's this not is like like Hedwig, Hedwig is like bringing in dead meat,
1: right? Rats, and this whatever. is like
0: pre-Google and it's not like you'd be like, "Um, I have a pet owl. How do I care for this right? owl?" <laughs> that is true. Um, I'm pretty sure, given what Rowling says, she does not know how owls work. (laughs) Because she's like, Hedwig keeps bringing back dead mice, and that's not how owls work. That's a cat. That's a cat. Right. (laughs) (laughs) I'm like, uh, I think Vitini would have more than one problem with this situation, and it wouldn't be dead mice. It would be the spit-up aftermath of dead mice. Yeah. But I would also think, like, it seems to me that these owls are more intelligent than regular owls. Well, they ha- they're like magic owls, right? So I don't think Hedwig would be doing that in the house. I would hope not, right? I mean, what's allowed in wizarding houses? I don't know. I hope they're not that. I do Wizards are weird. So what do you got? What do you have next? Um, the Dursleys and the platform thing, where they're just like, one, the fact that they found it funny that this platform didn't exist, but two, they literally just drop him off at the train station and are like. Well, Boom. this is the thing too. I was like, after everything that's happened, after your son now has a tail, I know. Vernon's like, that's not real. That platform can't be a thing. Like, wouldn't you be like, like well, clearly this is all? And then you're just like, I'm just going to leave this 11 year old child and abandon him at King's Cross. And he doesn't catch that train. What does he think is going to happen there? Not his problem. No, the police are going to make it his problem. <laughs> sure. Like, you abandon an 11 year old child with an owl at a train station. Oh, um... that's weird going back just a little bit. Yes. Um I think it's kind of weird that it took them a full month to be like, I guess we should take care of this tail. I assume they had to get like x-rays and a surgeon and a consultation and all that stuff I don't because
1: know it know if doesn't that would.
0: seem like it would be an easy I don't think you just like snip it. You're like, this fucking grew and we got to make sure it's if we cut it it's going to work." I don't know. Um I I feel like surgery is maybe. It could maybe. take a month. My point is still that I can't believe Hagrid left him with that tail? He's a... Okay. As awful as Dunley is, he's an 11-year-old child. child. Children are awful. And you know he doesn't have access to magic. But Hagrid's like, well, guess you have a tail now. Well, I mean, it's still better than what he actually tried to do that. I mean, him. that's true. He would have literally left them with a pig. Which, if that had happened, like, Dumbledore would have fixed that, right? Maybe? I don't know that Dumbledore knows. Do you think Dumbledore really gives a shit? Probably not. No. Well, definitely not. I mean, he may have fixed it if it impacted, like harry continuing to live there maybe but doubtful um it's also when he does get dropped off so harry is very like shocked that vernon like actually wheels the cart and everything for him and it's like is that like literally the first like nice thing that vernon has probably ever done for this child other than giving him the smallest bedroom probably yeah like that's yeah um oh and then i said they fucking laugh as they leave him the fresh (laughs) out so mean I do have to say, Harry is really practical at the beginning of this chapter, like, way more than I think any other 11-year-old would be. You can tell he's been on his own a lot. Mm-hmm. Like, just, oh, I've got to talk to them about this. I mean, granted, he waits until literally the last possible minute, but he does it. Um, he has the calendar to mark down days. He's reading his school books on his own. Uh I mean, if I was suddenly found out, I got to go to magic school. I'd right. be, you know, I'd read, but the even like fuck plans to books. change on the train and stuff. It's just like it's all the practical stuff. That, like me as an eleven year old would never ever have thought of. Like my mom would have to be like, okay, you need to do yeah. And I've been like, fine, okay, cool. Um, like I went to a middle school and I understood what was happening, and my mom still had to tell me basically. things. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, I do like that, you know. They do leave him there, mm-hmm. and. If it weren't for him running into the Weasleys, like, he'd be fucked. I know. But this is, again, is, why is there no ambassador or, like, any explanation for Muggleborn? This is exactly what I was talking about um in the Leaky Cauldron instance, where I was, like, it was so nice that there wasn't, like, a level of entry in order to get into the Leaky Cauldron. Like, obviously, to get into Diagon Alley, you had to know the brick thing, but I feel like you could have asked anyone in the pub and it would have been fine. This is the exact bullshit I was saying, like, I hate and stuff, because... Okay, who designed this and was like, wizards have to be secret. We're going to make wizards who have their own fashions walk through the middle of a public place and walk through a pillar with owls and no one's going to notice. this is the thing, too. And then the Muggleborns are just going to freaking figure out they need to walk into a wall. Yeah, and like, all right, so King's Cross is a very public place. Yes, super public. There's security cameras there, right? Like, are they enchanted so that I don't they know can't? If there were in ninety one. I'm not sure true. what CCTV in London was like at the time, and I'd assume if there were, they would enchant it so it doesn't show up. But would like they even like think to be like, like, oh, what is that Muggle thing like on the yeah. ceiling? But like, I don't care if you're a wizard or a Muggle in this situation, either. Like the fact that you have to solve a riddle. No, it's, it it's, it's absurd. And then also kind of jumping into this, and it is, again, it is for the sake of exposition, because this whole chapter is very exposition-y. Yes. Um, so, Ron is the sixth Weasley, Weasley child at this point yeah. to be going to Hogwarts. So Molly has been doing this for, like, a solid decade. And clearly taking all her children with her. Ta- and has no idea. What's the platform again? Like, I feel like that was her asking, so Ginny, like, to make sure her kids knew it. Okay, you know, like you do that stuff a lot with small kids, where you'll say you'll ask them something really obvious because you want to make sure they're getting the information. Okay, it didn't it didn't read that way to it. me. I don't yeah. know. And um, which my next note is just about, you know, that you go in between platforms nine and ten. So shouldn't it be platform nine and a half? Like if it's nine and three quarters, shouldn't the third you go? Pillar. I was like, so you should be more to the right, right? Yeah. Okay. So it's the third one. It's, it's the third not one. The middle. Gotcha. Based on pictures I've seen of the trolley they put halfway through a pillar in King's Cross now. That's a real thing. I've never been to King's Cross. I wouldn't know. I do have to say, despite this, me neither, but I've seen pictures. Um, Despite this being very exposition heavy, God, Molly Weasley is a saint. Oh my God, I know. I love Molly. Not just the twins, which seem like a lot to deal with, but like so organized and like just voluntarily takes on this kid on her own and lectures her kids about how to treat him and and it's it's like okay well you're mine now and I'm taking responsibility for you because there's clearly no one. child let's go. You're just another Weasley now. And that's before she even knows who he is. And then later she's like, Oh that makes sense why he was abandoned. Right, and before he and Ron are even really friends. She's just like small child loss in a thing. Come on, we're going. Like that's crazy to me. Um I do like that they just, that, um, she tested in a very, like, thing in here that relate like, just as a ch- childhood thing you relate to, mm-hmm. which is the embarrassment of your mother cleaning something oh, off of yeah. your face in Oh, public. yeah. There's so many, like, I hate that secondhand hand embarrassment mom moments here. Like, stop. Yeah. No, like, leave oh, me alone. Leave me alone. Stop telling me this stuff. I do have to say, so she says, like, you best take this at a run. How many people you year run into the wrong pillar? Oh, that's I'm sure. I, it has right? To like, it has to happen. You're just in a rush, or it's your, you know, I don't know. I have stupid space cadet moments, and I don't have to run through pillars. So. Well, but this is the thing, though, too. So I do things occasionally where I will, like, walk into a wall or run into something because I'm not paying attention. Yeah. Does it not d- work d- on muggles? I was like, exactly. Like, because has a muggle just ever accidentally ended up on platform nine and three quarters? Like, what if you're leaning against the wall or something? <laughs> I know, right? Yeah. That's. <laughs> That's the other thing. Yeah, this whole design element was not really thought through. Uh, Also, also, if you're running through it and it's opaque and you can't see it, how many times do you just run into someone else? Yeah. That has to happen. Like somebody just has to be like lagging behind on the other side. Right, or like they just went through but you weren't there to see it. Mm -hmm. came around the pillar and (sighs) smack. I know it's magic, but so much of it just seems like such impractical to me. <laughs> I, know. I feel like this is really just like us asking 20,000 questions about how things work um, um. this book then does introduce a thing that continues throughout the series which is just a general just trope in fiction and stuff mm-hmm. that I just fucking hate which is like twins doing like a little bit of a sentence and the next one is a little like the back yeah. end. I hate it and that's nothing against J.K. Rowling like as, I the mean the thing is I actually know twins like that See, so... none of the twins I know are like that. Were they back and? F- I mean, okay. say something at the same George time. Okay, Fred and George being identical twins really seemed to me like the kind who had their own language mm-hmm. and had to go through intensive therapy to make it stop. And that's the kind of twins I know who finish each other's sentences and like well, now, see, talk it's the not, same. It's not even finishing a sentence. It's like you say three words, I say three words, and it, and let mm. you like ten back and forths. Yes. for like two yeah. sentences. I do. I do agree. It's annoying in fiction. It's an overused thing. Yeah, but I I do actually <laughs> <laughs> met people like that. So I just it's, it's one of those things where it's like way overplayed yeah. and definitely a stereotype. But at the same time, it's like. Okay, occasionally that does happen. And, I mean, and again, I know it's a, a book for children, but it's just in general just a trope that just, like, I'm no, so fucking tired of it. Yeah. Because it just, we get so much of it, and I'm not a fan. I, I totally agree with that. Um, I do, again, want to know who is out there being like, Harry Potter looks like this, and his scar is this <laughs> shape. Uh, I do love Harry's response to the twins asking him if he's Harry Potter, And he's like, oh, him. Like, he's totally disassociated himself from the wizarding world, like, oh, super famous Harry Potter identity. Just Uh, so blase. Then there's a thing in here, too, where um, they are, you know, kind of teasing Ron, and he's Ickle Ronikins, which is actually what she previously has said. Like, Dudleykins. I know. And so I wondered if this was, like, some weird thing that, like, a relative said to her, like, maybe. at one point. Or maybe just... it's, like, a British baby talk thing. Because it just seems weird to me that it would come up in two. Right. It just seems very specific. It does. That's why I said maybe yeah. it's a British baby talk thing. Maybe. I can't think of any baby talk right now. I'm blinking. Help well, me. I kind of don't really, like, even, like, to babies, I was not, I'm no, not really but going to baby do. talking. And yeah. they tend to say the same stuff. You know? So, it's, that's probably I cultural. guess it's to- mm. Or it's personal. Maybe. I don't know. Um, I do have to say I hope the twins send Jenny that toilet seat. just Because yes. I'm, like, picturing Molly in my head and just how angry she would be you know, about I, that. I, I, I'm going like, to go wouldn't ahead... and they would even have to blow up a toilet I mean, for it. Just send one. I'm going to go ahead and say they did. I, right? I have to Except believe it, it. it. Based on, you know... They, based on what we know about... Just this chapter, twi- I would be like, yeah, valid... Um, I have also a note in here that just says Neville and Lee Hart. Yeah. (laughs) It is one of those things they start peppering in people Mm -hmm. um, that you'll get to know a lot later in the book, uh, which is cool to see. Oh, I did have a question Um, actually regarding Lee once they're on the train, which I guess is just... (sighs) All right, if Lee is the same year as Harry and Ron, like does he have an older brother? So, like, Lee Jordan they... is not Oh, he isn't? No, he's okay. ahead, ahead of them. Okay. He's just on the platform. Gotcha. Cuz I thought he was the same year as them. No, he's not in the sorting. Gotcha. I don't It's Dean Thomas. Okay. Cuz I was like how do the twins know Lee? And... So because like, I think they're, they're in, the in the same, same class. class. Okay. Cuz I want to say cuz he's like the in in later books he has a role well, he's the... Briefly, yeah. and I don't want to spoil anything, but that leads me to believe he's older. Oh, uh, all right. That does make sense. And I feel like since they already dropped his name, he would be in the next chapter in this book if he was in that class. Well, we don't... Crab and Goyle are name-dropped in this one, but they're not in they're the... They're mentioned. In the next chapter? They yeah. It, they're not called up, but they're mentioned. Okay. But I mean, obviously, it's not a litany of everyone in it. But she right. tends to, if you've already been introduced, she'll name drop further. Gotcha. I don't know because why... you already know those characters. I don't know why I thought Lee was the same year as them. I don't know either. I'm pretty sure he's not. He's not. And I've read thousands of Harry Potter fan fiction. <laughs> <laughs> well, then it must be that's true. That support. Listen, you would you would think that's a not a supportive thing, but people are hardcore about it. No, no, that's true. <laughs> um, which. Now we've got that. Ron mentions that Molly's second cousin is an accountant. Mm-hmm. Do wizards pay taxes? No, I think he says that as he's a muggle. Right, but then he's. later says something about, like, how he doesn't know anything about muggles, but he knows that he's an accountant, so. I don't know that he knows what it is. Okay, that's what I'm. Like, thinking. he's probably just been told he's an accountant. Right? Like, yeah, I well, was <laughs> like, the sort of thing that would happen. We Maybe. were like, oh, that's my cousin. He's an accountant. Like, that's slang <laughs> for, like doesn't have any magic uh then i've got scabbers is useless fucking scabbers scabbers is useless um i do like so through this whole introductory scene you really start to get the dynamics that are going to keep going on between harry and ron and harry and hermione when she's introduced mm-hmm. and they're kind of spoiler the big three trio of this entire series if you somehow have missed that um The parts that are just between Ron and Harry in this chapter, I think, is the the only time we really see Harry as his most kid like. Um, from buying everything on the, we were talking about how he's so well, financially no. responsible. And that's the thing where I this just wrote on here, chance. again, this is, like, why children should not be responsible for right, their own this money. this is the one time in this whole series where I feel like he's actually a kid with his money. Yeah. Um, And he, he's like, I haven't had any of this, I'm gonna try all of it because I have money in my pocket. But then he's so nice and kind and, and, sharing and not even and... thinking, like, He's being generous. just No, like... it's it's very much that little kid thing of you meet somebody, and then the next, like, five minutes later, you go, oh, this is my best friend, Ron. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> we just met, but this is my best friend now. Yeah. And that's very true to children, it is. I think. Um, which I completely love. Um, again, Ron is very super exposition-y in this whole chapter. The especially. This is the thing that kills me, though. So... He's going on this whole time like, oh, yeah, that's right. You grew up with muggles. Then he's explaining things, like, nonstop to him. And he goes, what do you mean you don't know Quidditch I know, too. It's like... as um, I just wrote, is Round fucking stupid? I know. Like, you <laughs> know he's lived with muggles, and yet you're still like, how does he not know Quidditch? And it's like, that's clearly something that you... Like, I could see you be like, oh, like, you don't know that... Oh, do do muggles have soap? I don't know. Like, I mean, I could see that, but, Wait. like, you couldn't be like, do muggles have this sport where people fly on brooms? Like, clearly they don't. Like, he clearly doesn't understand anything about muggles. No. And then I wrote, I get this is exposition, but Jesus fucking Christ, come on. Like, yeah, is- <laughs> yeah. It is. Um, I did want to talk about the chocolate frog cards. Mm-hmm. Because I just feel like this is maybe the weirdest way you could introduce a character someone that the readers already know because like clearly she's trying to set it up so harry will recognize him but it's just it's just odd i like i don't even know how to explain why it sticks out so weirdly for me because it's like exposition exposition oh here's some candy and then uh this guy you already all clearly know is important just happens to be the cardio opens. you know like it's just it's well, strange and, and i feel like you could have had him recognize him in a different way because, like, he has all these school textbooks, right? Like, you would think that right. something about him defeating Grudelwald would be in what, a textbook. Why can't you just have some, <laughs> someone in the next chapter be like, that's Dumbledore? Dumbledore. <laughs> right? <laughs> or him just being like, hi, I'm Dumbledore. Yeah. And sometimes I I, like the world-building part no, of the Tog of Frog cards, but it just seemed like, really? Like, really? that's That's what you're going to go through? And um That's one of the things though in this chapter though is that it just really throws like you were saying the exposition, but it throws the like it's a magic world stuff at you, like, constantly. like bam, 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 bam. It's very yeah, it's nonstop stop And it just like doesn't explain most of it, even though it's also over explaining at the same time. It's very weird. It's like you're being bombarded with information right. that's super information y and it's Yeah. And this is one of those things where like for a long time uh i came into the harry potter fandom after book four Mm -hmm. for a long time people would be like referencing stuff and like i'd obviously read all four books by the time i was like actually involved with people but at that point this chapter is so long ago people were bringing up like minute details that never got followed up on in four books from this chapter like it, it was just like what i don't when when was that even mentioned and then you'd go back and be like okay it's on page you know 99 and you're like why okay no it's why'd you fixate on that one thing like even the Lee jordan thing yeah because you know like he's not a main character so people literally went back and found it all like all in this one chapter it's this there's so much actually there's a lot in the next chapter too um which i don't want to get into anything (laughs) (laughs) but the next chapter i know the next chapter does introduce one of my favorite bits of like fandom insanity, oh, yeah. oh, this, which I'll get into. This is we'll get all fandom together. Insanity. is part <laughs> yeah, of like my so agogness. much of it is. Um, um, Neville and this toad Neville. going missing, an ongoing theme. Oh, this is the thing, too, that, um... So, Ron's wand is already, like, totally fucked up. And it's, like, I get that the Weasleys are, like, super like, poor. Hand me down But it can't be hand-me-down because the wand chooses the wizard. Like, yeah... I think... I think, though, that, that does make sense to me, where... You may it may not be like your perfect wand, mm-hmm. but it's close enough match, especially if it's in a family, family. that it will work. And if it, if you're just learning beginner spells, I don't know that you necessarily need like the perfect one like obviously it would help but yeah given how cash strapped they are and how much harry paid for his wand i'm not surprised i don't even remember how much harry paid for his honestly wand. it was like eight galleons i don't or know what that like is that. in real money it's, it's a lot of gold it's like canadian money it's fake okay but this is like well i guess it is cheaper than currency too but i guess it, canadian money is not a bad and <laughs> Uh oh, I, I have a hard time remembering Canadian money is real. <laughs> You've been with me in Canada. I'm like, we get tipped them 500%. It's fine. You're like, it's purple. It doesn't count. It doesn't count. I'm like, Jess, you give them more of a tip than the bill. It's <laughs> fine. It doesn't matter. It's not real. Uh, and the, the best part about that is, like, their money is all different colored, so you, like, can, like, tell it apart better, but in my head, that just reads as Monopoly money. <laughs> and that's why I'm like, it's all pretend anyway. <laughs> Um, anyway let's see um, back to harry potter um yes, i do like that they that. keep perpetuating that you know oh hogwarts is the best school but like everything that they get from that is from either people that went to hogwarts or promotional material published by hogwarts <laughs> yes, <laughs> <laughs> <that's> very true <laughs> so, hogwarts the propaganda machine no that's like it that's what it feels like it does. that hogwarts is just like this propaganda machine like for the ministry of magic and like it's just like the circle that never stops yeah and is Hogwarts the best school in Europe? I don't, I don't know. I don't know. Um, So Hermione in this, I do want to talk about. Mm-hmm. This is kind of the establishing chapter for her character for about the first, what, what would you say, like half of the rest of the book? I would say so like, yeah. solid third of this book. She's probably this character and there's not a lot of nuance in it. Um, I mean, maybe it's not quite that much, but um I, I. Also, like, how it kind of, though, shows you the undercurrent side to that. So, like, your impression of her in this is definitely, like, the 11-year-old boy version of a bossy girl. But at the same time, like, she's taking care of Neville. She's following up with everyone in her kind of over-demeaning way. Uh, She's still taking care of everyone. Mm -hmm. So, I just, I kind of like that kind of dual-sided one where you go back on a reread and it's like, Oh, I was remembering her as just being like obnoxious, but that's but not what's not happening really at what's all. What's happening? Yeah, I mean she's she's a like, little bit. Oh, li- but not like. But I feel like everyone in this chapter has a lot of anxiety going on. Yes, <laughs> like all the first years are losing their minds. Um, and I do enjoy that this also starts Hermione thinking that Harry's ever going to research something on his own ever. Like she doesn't <laughs> even know him yet, and she's like, "Why didn't you buy a book about yourself? Like obviously, and like obviously, right? Like that's." The real basic thing to do and I feel like if he had been in Diagon Alley with like anyone but Hagrid it might have come up because he clearly read the materials he yeah. had but like no one just thought like oh you're famous but you're no one like you just don't need to know anything about it it's fine yeah Well, even to the point where he keeps saying, like, Voldemort in this chapter, and, like, Ron is losing his fucking mind over it. Yeah, he's like, you know who! You know who! Stop it! Stop it! Making him twitchy. And it even says, like, that happens so much that Harry's starting to, like, get a stab of fear whenever they talk about it. Which is the opposite (laughs) of what you really should be trying to do to, you know, the person who just survived Voldemort. I think if anyone's allowed to say Voldemort it should be like right harry the kid who lost his parents and then somehow so um my next him. my next note is again a very uh detailed in-depth note that just says lol fuck malfoy <laughs> okay so you do find out that the kid in the ro- robe shop is named Draco Malfoy and as we had discussed in that Diagon Alley chapter he's kind of a giant prick he is but even in here um, and I'm not just like doing a giant defense of Draco Malfoy, but you can tell almost I everything. I love Draco Malfoy. Everything so. that's like coming out of his mouth is something that's directly it's from parents. his parents. Yeah, but you can tell that's he. This is not how a child talks. No, no one else. In this chapter or any of the no. chapters we've read have talked like this. It's He's clearly parroting things that people it's have said to him. Directly what his dad has said to him. Yeah. And you can tell. Even like the some wizarding families are better than others. And like it's Yeah, and like, oh, you must be a Weasley like and I was all this told stuff. Told like about his you. dad like has been lecturing him for months about this shit. Mm-hmm. Sorry, it's go. okay. Um Yeah, it, it also does do a good job though, because this is definitely the kid's book beginning of this you kind of need that school pro like protagonist and antagonist relationship it's kind of part of this genre yes in terms of boarding schools not necessarily fantasy and so it does do a good job of setting him up in that role i just wish it much like hermione kind of showed a duality going on there you know like you get more complexity as the series goes on but it's still very much the basic, like, oh, this is the bully viewpoint. Yeah, you you never really. God, I want to say not even really until book six. Yep. Do we <laughs> <it's> just, do <laughs> we say. get any duality on Malfoy? And um, I'm not saying things that he says or does are right in any means. I'm not condoning it. No, but I don't think that's he's fair. I don't think that's fair to him as a character. Right. It's like the same thing I'm saying about Dudley, where. Yeah, obviously he's a bully and he's awful. But I think and the we, things he does to Harry are not okay I by any means. But he's too. eleven. But I also feel we get more duality with that, even with Dudley, because we know his parents are monsters. That's very true. And we've we've seen that. And we don't see Draco's so here exactly. And how else were we expected him to turn out? Yeah. When he's raised by psychopaths. Yeah, and you're also introducing Crab and Goyle, who are clearly friends of his, and they don't say anything or do anything. No. <laughs> Uh it's sad. Um Yeah, uh, I do just have a note of so wizards still have all of the, like in general wizards wear like weird fucking clothes oh, yeah. and all that stuff and you know they change into the robes. Um they've got robes but they do have sneakers. Yeah, I I noticed that too, which I also find a little weird, just because, right, So you know, they have to wear their robes in school, and you have, like, your uniform thing in school, and it, it's... Wouldn't they have dress I, shoes? Thank you! I couldn't wear sneakers in school. It was on the school. list. It wasn't on the list, but, like... That's weird to me. I think that would be... I didn't even go to a school that had a dress... Like, I had a dress code, but not, like, a uniform. I can't wear but sneakers like, at work. for, like, gym, we had, like, <laughs> you know, assigned clothes. Yeah. And we also had, like, you have to have these kind of shoes. Yeah. It's generally part of a uniform weird no the shoes i don't know why the shoes thing is something that stood out you know what it is so this is a little bit of a spoiler not for anything major but later on in the series as she's clearly thought more about the world building mm-hmm. wizards are shown to be basically incompetent when it comes to muggle outfits that's true and yet she's established a world in which not only do they need to go through muggle areas in order to get to their own stuff but in they also wear sneakers yeah yeah there's no way wizards are making sneakers. No, they're not. This is the thing. Like, just so do they also, like, go to Nike? Like, Foot Locker? I don't understand. Where are, I don't know. Where are they getting these shoes? The muggle world. Like, that's literally the only opportunity. Where are they getting muggle money? Gringotts. <laughs> Can you, is there Did an exchange rate We right talked about this yesterday. They had, or yesterday, at the last episode, we were talking about Gringotts. There has to be a way to exchange <laughs> muggle and wizarding money. Like, there's... You wouldn't be able to function this, hidden in London yeah. if you didn't. This whole – it's just it's very bizarre. Yeah, it is. But like you said, you can tell some of it had to have been like a, oh, I fucked up. Right. Like there's there's definitely some stuff. So I feel like we, <laughs> by choosing to not talk about other things, we've actually made this a lot more difficult on ourselves. <laughs> yes. Um, I actually don't have very many more. I only have one other. My next thing is just the, well, the boat ride to Hogwarts is very enchanting and magical. Uh, it also seems incredibly inefficient since you can only put four children to a boat. I know. How, how long does boats it take? And how long does it take? Well, it clearly takes a while because everyone, well, as we find on the next chapter, everyone is there before them. Yeah. Um, I do like how it introduces Hogwarts though, because it really, Hogwarts is the main setting for most of these books and it is not only does it kind of become Harry's home in a way that the Dursleys never is it also kind of becomes your home Mm -hmm. as you're reading the series so having this introductory Glimpse of it—that's just so grand and such a large scale with such a cool setting—and I may also be thinking of the movie when I say that. No, Um, I I think think the movie did a really good job of this. No, because in my head I wanted to immediately say, you know, it's very cinematic, which it it, is. It is. is. It's a very cinematic scene, and I enjoy that about it. But also, it's super (laughs) impractical. Like literally, almost everything. It's weird that you would think that like magic should make things easier, right? But it just makes everything more drawn out and difficult it does it does seem (laughs) to like i think part of that though is all the glimpses we've had so far of the wizarding world it's very archaic and very resistant to innovation and change and that means that a lot of the things that have been maybe ironed out in our society Mm -hmm. in the muggle world uh haven't seemed to happen there and so they're still clinging to inefficiencies yeah but i don't know that if you were raised in that world that that would matter to you like we're so caught up now in like things happening quickly and having information quickly and the ease of information access and i think in it also that it's hard to relate to a society that would work so much slower i do think it does help in that regard in the fact that these books do take place earlier than they were yes. written yeah it um, would be a lot I would really be interested to see how this adapted to how quickly technology has changed. Yes. Because there's no way you have muggle-borns coming in in like, 2018. Like, the Wi-Fi? And be like, there's no fucking internet? <laughs> like, what? what do you live in the dark ages? Like, this is ridiculous. Mm. And not having phones or even, like, one of the things reading these series originally, I'm very music-oriented. I love music. I've owned an iPod since they started coming out, like, I saved up my money as a kid to own an iPod, like, when I was in middle school. Like, big deal. Those were not cheap. I've always had music on me. I had a Discman. I had a Walkman. Always. There's nothing of that in here. And it's technology that existed in 1991. You had Walkman, at least. And you don't get any sort of... Well, it's the thing, too. It's like, No kids trying to sneak in their Walkman. What do you mean I can't see the new Star Wars? Right. No movies, (laughs) no... (laughs) No television. Like, it just seems, even at that time, that it's such a departure. Um, I don't know that muggle kids would transition well. I guess, like, having the magic and all that at first would be a big distraction, but it's such a culture shock at the same time. Yeah. So, it's just one of those interesting things I think about in terms of Harry Potter. No, Pottermore no. I, I totally, time. completely agree. Yeah. So. All right. Well, I think that about wraps up yeah. this chapter. Um. Our next chapter is Chapter Seven, the Sorting Hat. The Sorting Hat, yes, which is a chapter. We'll talk about some things later, you guys. Yeah, yeah. All right. See you next time, I guess. Yep. uh, See you then, or not? Because it's a podcast and there's no visual aspect. I'm still talking. (laughs) I already embarrassed myself. Can't you just cut?